You are listening to the Mental Health Monday podcast. Welcome to Mental Health Monday. I commit suicide. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I zoned out on all that. I don't know what you said. Sorry, I'm just having a crisis over here again. <laughs> Planned Parenthood, sponsor us. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to cut that first part out anyway, so that was good. Uh, starting intro. Dude, I'm, I'm like hot in here, but I know it's because you have your heat on still, and it's 60 <clears throat> degrees outside, so I'm okay with it Yeah, because I like the heat. I'm fully prepared to walk around in a sweatshirt for at least the next two weeks while it's 60 degrees outside. Yeah. Once it hits 75, though, then it gets... That's weird, right? Yeah. Okay. I, um... I don't know, like right now, like the temperature, especially up here, I'm like, I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like I'm good up here. I, I could even probably have shorts on and I'd be good. But I was so worried because two weeks ago when I came in and it was raining, you asked me to take my shoes off. And you, I knew that you were because <laughs> it was raining. And I thought to myself, I bet he's going to ask me to take my shoes off because it's raining and muddy and all that stuff. And I was like, I should bring slippers just so my feet aren't cold. And then I didn't. And then you did. And then I sat through the whole podcast with cold <laughs> feet. So... That was fun, but, and then again, I guess in my defense, I could have wore not jeans. I didn't do anything today. I did. I actually, that didn't even check out. I had a really productive day. Uh, dive into it a little bit, but uh, last night, I knew, going. I got home last night late at probably around 11, 11.30, and I knew that I was off today. So I was like, okay, the things that I want to do today, I was, I want to get my room cleaned and I want to do laundry. Those were my two things. Um, and then pick up poop in the backyard for my dogs. So I was like, those are my two, three things that I need to get done today. <coughs> and then, so I get home and I'm still in work mode. So like I didn't come down yet because I was still catching up on like even calling people from work and ca- catching up and stuff. And so I'm still in work mode, and I was like, okay, why wait until today to do the things I have to do when I can just get it done now and enjoy my day off? Right. And so I did. I cleaned my room last night, got laundry done, woke up this morning, went for a walk, uh, had a cheeseburger. Uh, was it a Speedway cheeseburger? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to give them a little bit. Actually, I found this out today. It's not a Speedway cheeseburger anymore. It's a 7-Eleven cheeseburger because 7-Eleven has bought out all Speedways, oh, even wow. though they haven't done their name changeover yet. Interesting. So Speedway is still the building. Oh, dude, that's going to be so dope. We're going to get all like the 7-Eleven like, exclusive shit. Man. Because I was wondering about that. I saw that uh, a couple months back like during COVID with the buyout, and then I was like, okay, so I'm expecting it to be 7-Eleven. So they, they're, they're doing it in phases, obviously. So... One of the negative phases is that Speedway Angus cheeseburgers, beef, 100 Angus patties, they no longer exist because Speedway said, or uh, 7-Eleven said, no, we're going to do away with those. Those cost too much. So now I don't know what I'm eating with just a regular cheeseburger, but it can't be much better. 
I don't. Yeah. I mean, see, that's interesting because for one, I always just assumed Speedway was like trash, bigger. Well, like bigger than Seven Eleven because I mean, there's not really any. Well, how many times have you been to New York though? Right, right. So, well, in that, and then also like they just remodeled like a ton of their buildings. Buildings. They just built a new one down on Pleasant Avenue. Their uh, starting wage, even for manager positions, is really significantly high compared to most. I don't know what a going rate for a gas station clerk is. I mean, outside of Kroger, <coughs> but I imagine it's pretty high. Like, well, to me, seventeen fifty for a gas clerk for the yeah. hours they work plus double time and a half on holidays. Like, right. it seems pretty high. But then again, you're comparing it to every place around you that's 11 to 14 an hour, so. Yeah, true. Uh, but, yeah, it's a good day. Uh, closed all my, or closed my exercise ring, my stand ring. I still have the calorie ring or um, move ring, the red one, or whatever it's called, but. Yeah, I'm still pretty far on I think I need to lower that one because my body should not be burning 600 calories a day active <laughs> um, for what I eat and don't eat and how I treat my body and like how skinny I am. People are always warning me about that. They say, why do you walk to work when it's nice out? Like you, you already walk enough at work. And I, I mean, I'll average on days that I walk to and from work or if just even one way, I swear I average around nine to 11 miles a day just in steps. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I get it. Like it, when you theoretically put it like that, maybe that's not healthy to do five days in a row. I don't know. For somebody who's 115 pounds soaking wet. I mean, walking is just good for your, your joints and See, your heart. My joints, my, my joints don't agree with you. Like there's days where I'm limping to work sometimes. Like my knees like, Hey man, can you not today? Like, can we, can we take the car? And I'm like, yeah. nah, we're walking bro. And he goes, okay. But yeah. if I start feeling tired, well, the more you move when you're younger, the better off to be when you're older. I mean, you think? Yeah. Like, uh, most people at, like Katrina's work that are older and still walk like they're in their nineties. Like that's their secret. It's just like they, they, they stay go on walks, stay active, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'll, I'll be fine, but 72 is my cutoff. So remember that. <laughs> so uh, if, if Karsten turns 73 is on site, <laughs> it's on site March 18th. I didn't do the math on the year, but on my 71st birthday, or no, uh, 70, 70, March 18th, when I'm 72, yep. hands on sight. <laughs> I fight back, too. I'll, I'll put up a fight so it doesn't look like, yeah. you know, you, got, you can't just sell it as homicide. That's true. You got it. Or uh, suicide, self, self-inflicted. self I know what I'm trying to say. It's a, yeah. Welcome to Mental Health Monday. I commit suicide. <laughs> That's going in the first. That's actually going to be our next live podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The ultimate cancel. Uh, So uh, we're back. We skipped last week. Couldn't make the schedule work. It happens. Life happens. Uh, Couldn't make this weekend work, so we're recording this on Wednesday. Yep. Um, Very fun. Uh, I don't know if this is going to get edited by Monday either, so that's also fun. It it was probably going to happen tonight. Slash tomorrow. So. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. And that's why I was like, well, if he would use his... I thought about that on one episode, too. I was like, if it, I wonder when he's going to record this, because I'll just take my laptop home if he's not going to... If he's going to wait until Sunday night, which you did. And I was like, ah. But, cool. 
Um, two positives. First positive is that, so I don't know if it's new or not, and I'm going to pony back off of what I posted on Facebook today. So, um, it says it's new. I woke up, I saw an email from Skyline and those are always fun because you know, it's Skyline and it said, try our new Greek spaghetti salad, vegetarian, uh, try the new vegetarian Greek spaghetti. And I was like, yeah, I think I will. And so I went there and I got it without olives and without lettuce and <laughs> bless the heart of the young clerk who is probably new hire in training. I said, yeah, I want the new vegetarian uh, Greek spaghetti. And she goes, um, we have, we don't have spaghetti. We have pasta. And I was like, okay, that'll work. But I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything, but I was like, that's fun. Like, oh yeah. The, like I've never been there before. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> And then she said, uh, does that come with lettuce? And I said, you're the one. I don't know. You work here. Like, you're supposed I mean, to be telling me if it's got I, lettuce on it. I literally said that. I was like, are you asking me if it comes with lettuce? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, I don't know. It's, I got an email today. It said it was new and I'm trying it. And she goes, okay, let me ask. And I was like. What is happening right here? At this point, my expectations for this thing are so low. Like, I, and the ironic thing about it is I don't like spaghetti by itself, and I don't like Greek salads. So I don't know even know why I wanted to try it, but I was like, let's give it a shot. I mean, try something new every day. And so they actually get it right, and it was absolutely fantastic it was it worked and it shouldn't work it shouldn't when you put those two things together it should not work but it works so i was very happy with that um i think that's even pretty good for nutritious spaghetti for the carbs right. uh tomatoes uh cucumbers uh bell peppers yellow bell peppers which are and it was spicy too it had a zing to it and i don't know feta cheese um, so yeah, that was good. That's my first positive. Uh, my second positive is that, uh, uh, Flubs is open. So, nice. uh, if you don't know what Flubs is, then it, it's a regional, it, it, yeah, it's ice cream, it, delicious soft serve ice cream it, from your tri-state area. Um, legendary in Hamilton, yep. uh, at Fairfield, mm. They just wanted to copy us, and they said, yeah. we have a lot of money. Let's just move. Let's just make yeah, the whole... Hamilton one's still better. Yeah, you can't You can't. Normally, if we, if we get ice cream, we'll go to the dip, which mm-hmm. is like... Uh, right by you guys, land. though. Yeah. So, you're, I mean, it, but it, you would also... You wouldn't not make a trip. If, if Katrina said, do you want to go to Flops today? You wouldn't not make the trip to Hamilton oh, to abs- go to Flops. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now that they got their own, they have their own lane of traffic in the middle of the road for a turn lane for their drive through. That's awesome. And so that's, it, yeah, it's been moving a lot. I get through the drive through and I texted Ben a picture of a Cadillac SUV and I was like, either the owner from Flubs is here or somebody from Ross as kids work here. And he got, he understood the assignment. Yeah. Fuck you, Ross kids. My, um, Except for my cousins. They're cool. The guy that was the tennis coach at Garfield Middle School, I don't know if he still is. I think like he is a part of the family that owns Flubs. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. And he's a teacher, or he coaches. Coaches, yeah. yeah. 
Because, I mean, if he's part of the family that owns Flop, you don't need a, a day job. I mean, you ever think about that? Like, how do rich people, like, if they had, what are, what are their day jobs? If they can just do that. I guess, I mean, I guess, like, probably just, like, coordinating stuff. Mm-hmm. Making sure the business doesn't, you know, totally fall apart. Yeah, like, counting their, or figuring out <laughs> what the sherbet of the day is for the next <laughs> yes. seven months is going to be, you know, like, all right, let's map the sherbet of the day every day right now. <laughs> every day. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it was a good time, though. And it, the workers at Flubs, you know it's a great place to work for the teenagers and kids and college students and high school students that work there, because I'm in the drive through line and the guy is just every time you go through it's the same experience he's very happy he's not fake i think it's very genuine welcome to flubs like he loves doing what he does for the drive through line and you i pull up to the window and you can see in and everybody's smiling everybody's happy it's a they're having fun and their line is literally eight or 20 40 sometimes 50 cars into the middle of the road and yeah. the kids are having fun at work and i'm like that's a good environment that's how yeah. you know they're getting paid well and i've known people that work there they love it like it's it's always been so shout out shout out to flubs go to yep. flubs in hamilton not fairfield yeah so. dude grew up we would walk uh, to from there. my parents house to there or bike there mm-hmm. and we would get flubs and i have multiple deep memories from eating flubs mm-hmm. one of them was well one that would happen multiple times because there used to be I don't think it really happens anymore at all. There used to be a train trains that would come through right there. The railroad track, yeah. And it as a young child it would scare the shit out of me mm-hmm. because it was super loud and I was like a tiny little kid, whatever. Um dropped my ice cream multiple times because of the train. Then <laughs> had to yeah. get another ice cream. And then the other one was uh, we went to Flubs and I had had a loose tooth for like a week mm-hmm. and, uh, we're sitting there eating ice cream. I get done with my ice cream. I feel around for my loose tooth. It is gone. Jeez. So I you ate swallow, my tooth. You ate your tooth. <laughs> done that at a few concerts. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah. I'm not even going to say that part to just ramble, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I remember the railroad tracks and the back of the old building, which is literally right next to the new building. So it's not that. Big of a change. Yeah, the old building is like a barbecue place now, right? It was, and they don't ever open. Like I've, I, yeah, they have like weird hours. They have weird hours, but they, even the hours that they say they're 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 not there because I've been by numerous. Just kind of make t- it up. They, they just like, come in when I they want to. <laughs> literally, it's it, the only t- the first and only time I ever saw them open, and I went there to get food. Um, there were two older ladies sitting behind like the screen, and you tell me your order, and they fixed it up for me, and it was good food. It was really decent food. I got the macaroni and cheese. I got the pulled pork. I said, make it how you would make it at home. And they did. it didn't disappoint. All homemade, too. And so I was like, yeah, this place is really good. I posted a good review on Facebook, tried to get them some business. And they never opened again after that. And that's the story I'm sticking <laughs> to. Like, they... They have an. They had a banner that had hours and days that they were open, and so I would go by them, and during those hours and days, blinds are shut, and nobody's there. Like I'd try to go around back. Like I don't yeah. know if it's like a secret. So he, the guy just owns the building, and I guess like maybe the summer they'll open back up. Maybe it had something to do with COVID. I'm not sure, yeah. but um. Anyway, yeah, railroad tracks. That was hot. <laughs> yeah. Spin off of what I was trying to avoid, but. 
uh, railroad tracks on the back, and you would take the rocks and hit the tracks and the spark, and yeah. it's like the coolest yeah. shit ever. Yeah. That was fun. Um, negative that I turned into a positive. Had this one ready on my way in because I was like, okay, this one I got to think about a little bit. So, yesterday, uh, we had our frozen truck delivery, and distribution has not been correctly loading grocery or frozen pallets the way that they should be before they are put on the truck and distributed to stores, meaning that we have a lot of uneven uh, size pallets, towers are pallets are leaning because they're not weight distributed. And I'm ta- when I'm talking about pallets of products, I'm talking about like five foot tall pallets with uh, in a square full of products that is loaded incorrectly and then saran wrapped and then just hail married onto the truck <laughs> and hope that it doesn't collapse on the truck when you pull it off the truck or on the way from my back dock to the freezer. Yeah. And so it's been a nightmare. Long story short, it was a bloodbath of nine pallets of frozen yesterday. And it was to the point where our grocery uh, mid-closer was getting frustrated with it. And, like, I'm trying to help him the best I can. I'm trying to calm him down. We're trying to work together because it's a lot. It's it's hard work. It's heavy. And especially when it's done incorrectly, it, it should only take 20 minutes to unload that truck and up to 45 minutes to put it in the freezer. That's how long it should take to do a frozen truck. Three hours and 12 minutes from the time he or from the time he docked to the time we put the last pallet in one of the coolers that's how long it took because of errors and the negative with that is that he was on his second to last pallet and he at this point is just frustrated like you know when you get so aggravated and annoyed and frustrated where you don't even think clearly and you're just pulling shit and doing it out of anger at that point like because you're like i'm just fucking done with this that's the level that he got and so he whips the jack around and it's a hand jack not the motorized jack he whips the hand jack around to try to tug it after he jacks it up and it clips two wheels of grocery in the back hallway that then kick out and the second there's three wheels total so the first one hit the second one or the middle one and the middle one hit the last one so two wheels of grocery product on top of the frozen pallet that it got stuck on collapsed all over the back stock on the floor and at that point i just hear him go fucking shit and Blah, blah. And he threw something, and I'm I'm walking to the freezer, so my back's turned when the incident happened. Yeah, and I turn back around, and I'm like, and I didn't see it from my line of sight. All I saw was the pallet of frozen, kind of sideways, and so I carried on. Like I, he was just, I just thought he was cussing and mad. And I'm like, hey, you go, you you take care of what you need to take care of, man. I get it. Like yeah. I work here too. So I go go pull my pallet in. I come back, and the dude's leaning over, and he's crying. Bleep his name out. God, I meant to do that nameless, but uh, he's leaning over on, uh, like, a wheel, and he's just sobbing, like, crying. And I was, and then I kind of get closer because I'm like, what is happening here? What what just happened? Did he hurt himself? I'm like, what's going on? And then I see the mess, and I was like... Okay, this is a situation. We got this. Come on, 
Don't even worry about it. I'm not mad at you. Nobody's mad at you. This is a piece of shit palette. So I immediately jump into action, and I know that, like, I have to be take care of this situation. Like, he is brutally upset. He thinks that's his fault. He feels like a failure. He's frustrated. There's product everywhere, and he thinks that I'm just going to walk away because most managers do. <clears throat> So I run to the back dock and I page up front and I say, Ed, hey, who do you have that you can send back here right now? Give me two, three. I don't care if you send everybody back and shut the front end down. I said, just send me help. And so it sends me uh, her and um, then somebody from Delhi comes back. And then there was one more. Oh, we had a vendor in the store at the time that saw it too. So, and I, the whole time I'm clapping, I'm like, come on, buddy. Like, let's, we got this. Nobody's mad at you. This shit happens. Like, like it was my fault. And so as the people are coming back too, like I said, it is, she goes, what did you do, Carson? I said, I fucked up. I can't pull a frozen truck. And I started taking responsibility for it. So it would didn't think that he was at fault for me, like because right. it shouldn't have happened. It's a long story, but and needless to say, the negative is that it was a bad situation. It was a situation where he was verbally frustrated. I was physically stressed about the pallet and the distribution as well. It was it all going to fit? How is it going to fit? Am I going to have to stay over and work a pallet or two? He was trying to leave. And the positive that came with it is I called on my teammates and they stepped up and every we got the morale back. We made sure that he was okay and he felt comfortable and he felt like it wasn't his fault and nobody made him feel less because it's a spill. It was an accident. It was a spill. Nobody got hurt. Shit happens all the time, yeah. like more so than you would think, especially at Kroger. So it's it wasn't his fault, but to make it into a take a negative like that and make it into a positive outcome just to where he can have the sense of relief to breathe again and you know live to fight another day at the Hamilton West Kroger grocery yeah. truck, you know. So that's my negative and turning it into a positive. And it just, I, I, I know it meant a lot to him because he, he didn't have, he, didn't, he expressed in the way that he knew, he knows how to express shit like that. So yeah, that's what I got. I'll nice. shut up. Uh, my two positives. Uh, my first positive is uh, yesterday I scored my first wax vessel record, which if you don't know what that is, um, you probably, I don't know what I was, where I was going with that. But um, basically, uh, Wax Vessel presses... Well, they don't personally press it. But it's this place up in Cleveland, this pressing plant. And all the vinyl is um, like hand, hand laying, like it's all custom made. And it's like super limited uh, releases. Uh, most of the bands are like... They've had a couple bigger bands. I think they did like a Waking the Cadaver, which is like a throwback, um, and some like other ones. I think they had a, um, maybe an extortionist record at some point, but it's mostly like uh, bands that Nick, the guy who runs Wax Vessel, like likes. <laughs> you yeah. know, he thinks they're cool, whatever. And so he'll press their records. And shout um, out to Wax Vessel, sponsor us. Shout out. Um, send us some. Member mages, please. And there's some wax. Yes. I'm a skateboarder. I still use that shit. Um, so basically, that was me. Uh, I have tried for a couple different drops before, and basically how it works is, you know, it's announced beforehand um, what the record, most of the time, what the record is, 
and generally there's like 300 copies altogether. And this is like between five different variants. Mm-hmm. So they'll have like three what they call signature um, copies out of, that are out of 50. And then they'll have w- another copy that's not a signature that's out of 50. And then they'll have one that's out of 100. I think that's normally how they do it. So, so that's 200, not 300, but go on. No, it is. 50, 50, 100. No, the three signatures are all out of 50. Oh, all out of 50. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, God. So, That's obviously, like, most people are going for the signature because it's rare. It's more rare, um, especially for collectors. Some people collect them. Some people will get them to use as bait to get other stuff that mm-hmm. they want, other drops or, um, you know, stuff like that, other merch, vinyls. Sorry, I just said vinyls as the plural of vinyl. I'm very sorry. I mean. um, so I get on yesterday. It was like a, a one o'clock uh, central time, so two o'clock my time drop. And I'm like refreshing at 159 or I'm on the computer actually, because like you literally, like this shit sells out in like mm-hmm. less than 30 seconds. Yeah. Like that's how quick it is. So you have to really be on the ball. You have to be logged into like shop pay, which is like. Um, Aftermath, pay, or yeah, the shop pay is, that, It's kind of like it's not PayPal because it's like it's a it's a form of payment that links directly with on, with online uh, merchants. Yeah, so it, it it you can literally like go on most sites if they have shop pay and literally just click pay now and it'll take you straight to the cart for whatever item like you want. Like when you check out with using that and it says do you want to pay, use Apple Pay? You cannot. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, Apple it's pay, it's, pay, it's pretty much like that. So I get on. I'm and I'm going for the out of a hundred because like I want to play it safe. Mm-hmm. Most people are going for the fifties, and I'm like, my heart is beating. I'm like sweating, uh, and I click. I go through the process. It actually, uh, I got the out of a hundred um, because the last. I think I've only tried two other times, and normally what happens is I'll I'll either click the wrong area and I'll miss it altogether, or I'll click one of them. And I'll go to like pay and it'll go like, like it's paying, but then all of a sudden you'll get a thing that says like this item is out of stock. Mm -hmm. So like it's, it's really like super, super quick. So you got to be like on the ball, have quick Wi-Fi, all that kind of, it's like a fucking sneaker drop. Like it's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, people that like collect wax vessel are like serious motherfuckers. (laughs) Like it's crazy. Um, and so I got that. It's uh, this band called the Sawtooth Grin. Um, I haven't decided. I'm like pretty. You gotta sh- keep it. If I'll, this is your first bid win on yeah. that, you gotta keep that one. I mean, I'll at least use it as like trade bait. And if they have like another drop that I like more, I may be like, hey, like or do you wanna- trade bait it for another wax vessel. That's yeah, that like that. And um, the the other thing is like I've been looking for an OG copy of Define the Great Line, mm-hmm. which I think. For, based on what people have already offered for this drop, even mm-hmm. the non-signature, it's actually where I could sell it for more than what the OG Define the Great Line is going for. But you want that. Right. Like, I think, you know, I'll obviously, like, I'll keep it, hold on to it for a, at least a little while to, you know, enjoy the spectacle. And, and then, oh, instead of trading it out, just sell it and then buy it and then right. have that extra cash. Have like, the extra cash because there's, like, some other... Records that I want that are like, obviously they're um, either original presses or like a limited press. So like they're you know instead of like a normal record that's like thirty dollars, 
they're, you know, a hundred or 150 or something on like, um, discogs. So, uh, I was, I was really excited about that. I was like, literally like super excited. I think like four or five of the people in our group chat all got one copy. We're all like, got it, got it, got it. We were all like, hell yeah, dude, W's across the board. So, uh, we were excited about that. Um, second positive is, uh, Chicago this weekend. That's Which, where you're going because I yeah. you said you were out of town and I was like uh, LDB's next weekend, yeah. <laughs> not this weekend. Which I'm not saying that I'm going because I'm not, but there's a chance <laughs> that I might see. Are, are you? You're just doing Friday, Saturday, or you're not going up for the pre-show on Thursday? No, I'm, I'm going up Thursday night, but you're um, not going to the pre-show. But not going to the pre-show. See then. I won't see you because I think I might, if it works out correctly, I might go to the pre-show or I might try to go on Friday for a single day Yeah. because I looked at the lineup and I was like, if I was going to go, I would go to the pre-show or I would go Friday. I don't have any desire to go Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I, I have seen like a few people on Twitter, like selling tickets and stuff. So. And that's what the in twenty twenty. That's how I got one. Is one of my friends was selling his. Yeah, do that. Uh, and they were super courteous about that. They said, "Email us if you do any ticket cha- transfers." Yeah. And they, I mean, Ryan. Shout out to Ryan Story and uh, his partner that put it on. And just amazing counterparts of. Well, that's like what is so nice about because uh, they do their tickets through Dice, mm-hmm. and it's like super easy, I guess, to like transfer your tickets to somebody else. Because that's what, when I went to the Vein FM show, they did the same thing with Dice. Mm-hmm. And it gives you the option, like, in the app to transfer your ticket yeah. to somebody. As long as it's, like, you, once you activate, like, the code for them to scan it, then you can't transfer it, obviously. Yeah. But, uh... Anyway, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago... That's gonna be a long episode. That's we for a... topic. Right. That's for a, uh, show that my wife wants to see called Hades Town. It's, like, a musical. Um... Gonna definitely grab a Chicago dog because you got to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we made a reservation at this restaurant. I can't remember what it's called, but uh, I'm excited to get out of town for a couple of days and enjoy. I love Chicago. I've I've been a couple times and always enjoy it. So uh, excited for that. Um, negative. This is the one. This one was hard for me this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, um, I don't know. I've been. I haven't slept well lately. I've either been not sleeping well or I'll sleep too well. And then it's like super hard to get up in the morning. Dude, I feel that. I yeah. honestly do because I, the past, on Monday and Tuesday, I didn't end up having a nightcap before I went to bed and listened to my podcast. I just went into, I got home, I ate food, I watched my TV show, and I took two melatonins and I was out. And so, and I, both times, 10 and a half hours sleeps, like yeah. too well. And when you sleep too much, like it'll throw your day off to the same as sleeping too little. Yeah. Like if you don't get that balance right, but. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, um, I did that once this week. I, I took two melatonin, I think on like Sunday night or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, dude, unless it's the weekend, I can't do that. Like I can't do it because like I end up having to wake up you know, six or seven hours and like my body's just like 
No. Yeah. Don't don't get up. Say on the bottle. Make sure you have eight hours of sleep before you can fully function. But then they're like, I know my body. (laughs) Shut up. Like this is. (laughs) And then you wake up and you're you're in like like a fog, (laughs) and you're just like, I don't know if I should be driving to work right now. Like you feel like drug drunk. Like I, I hate that. Like and. Yeah, so I feel that. So that's your negative, and then the positive with that um, is that you're sleeping. Yeah, that something. Yeah, you've been know. going to the gym. Yeah, I've gone a couple times this week. Okay. Yeah. Do you think it's been helping you with thought process and like does that does remind me too because you always go to the gym late. Like, does that jack you up or wind you down? Um. A little bit of both. I mean, um, I'm pretty much like I'm pumped up when I get there and like on the way home, right when I get home. But like by the time I um, take a shower and like if I do a protein shake, by the time I do that whole routine, like I'm pretty much ready for bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the past couple of times I have been doing my uh, pump supplement, which doesn't have stimulant in it. Um, and not doing my pre-workout, which does have caffeine stimulant in it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, if I take the stimulant, then I'm going to get home and I'm not going to be tired. I'm going to want to sit and play video games for three hours and yeah. get to bed super late. So I've just been doing the one supplement to help with like um, getting you know the oxygen, blood pumping into the muscles and that, just to get, you know lift more weight, be able to work out for longer without having like the twitchy kind of energizing feeling. Yeah. But yeah. I gotta be honest. I zoned out on all that. I don't know what you said, but that's the negative and the positive for you because I fished for it and I found it. Negative is that you are sleeping too well or not well enough and you're having an issue with sleep. The positive is that we are back at the gym at least somewhat irregularly, which is better than none at all. Yep. So there we go. Um, I don't remember if we opened with it or not. I know I did, but we'll probably cut it. So if I doesn't get cut, if it did get cut, fuck it. Um, this week we wanted to talk about a fear of mine, and I want to speak a little bit about the current events with Russia and my uh, open identification as being adopted from Russia and the tattoos on my arm and how it makes me feel a little bit. And then, like, we're not laughing anymore and tying it into some things about fear and fighting against the inevitability of reality um, or what we're going to try to get to today. We might not get to anything at all, would be honest with you. It just, we'll see what happens. But I have never been more scared to go t-shirt in public in my life because yeah. I have, for those of you who don't know me or if you've listened to past episodes, I have a giant Russian stacking doll or nesting doll tattoo on my forearm on my right arm. And above that, in Russian writing, I have the word family in Russian right above that on my sleeve. And so if you have 10% of the population who have common sense or are educated like we are, uh, you know that both of those tattoos have a Russian background. Yep. And Russians are being targeted right now, obviously. Anybody who's listening to any part country that we're being broadcasted in, you already know too. So it's... um. I was thinking about how I wanted to address this and how to say this 
without feeling like a victim or trying to take blame as a victim because I'm not. Um, yeah. My heritage and background is important to me. That's why I got the tattoos. I was always been very open about it. Uh, I have no problem saying that I was adopted from Russia because that's not where I live now. It's, I've never been associated with it or anything like that. I am a U.S. citizen. But seeing what happened with... The, okay, so I'll, I'll use this analogy and put it in my perspective because I want to leave race out of it and I want I, as much as possible. So with COVID-19, when our former president was calling it the Chinese virus and uh, China was getting a lot of heat because it was uh, the origin point was there. Yeah. So then you heard stories about people in other countries that are Chinese in the United States and people harassing them. There's yeah. no other way to put it. Uh, in some way, shape, or form, is that they were harassing them and targeting them. Same thing with, you know, in the past with Muslims. If you were a Muslim or you had, a, or even Arab and you wore a shawl, anything like that, just after 9-11, being attacked, ridiculed, things like that. Yeah. And I have... I've grown up discriminated against, not in the way of other people or of race or sexuality or anything like that, but for having red hair. So I know what harassment feels like. I know what it's like to be bullied. I've spoke about that. Um, and so I know what discrimination feels like. But this is a different kind of fear that I'm walking around with because it's nothing that... I can change or that I did that affected this. These are just tattoos that are on my arm that I had in 2018 and 2000 and... How, when did I turn 18? 20, 10 years ago? Yeah, it was about... 20, so 2012? 2012. Holy shit. I thought I graduated high school. That was the end of the world. <laughs> oh my god! Twenty twelve. So it's it's one of those things where it's like I did this like a long time ago. I did it. You know, my mom always said, "Well, be careful about getting tattoos because you know they're permanent." And I was like, "Yeah, mom, I know that's, that's the, the point. point. That's the fucking point <laughs> of getting the tattoos. They're permanent, and it's very important to me. And these are something, and I'm not covered in them. Like I'm not. I'm very careful with her, and I respect her wishes. I understand her point. If I wanted to, I would have a full sleeve. And I had even talked about uh, openly. I wanted to do a full sleeve of my right arm being Russian symbols, words. Uh, I wanted to do the Moscow uh, or St. Petersburg towers on my shoulder blade wrap around. Like I had plans to do it because my heritage was important to me in that sense that I'm adopted from Russia and I didn't want to lose that part of me. Like I thought it makes me distinct. It made me special. It makes me stand out. Mm -hmm. Not anymore. Um, it makes me stand out for different reasons. And I don't, I just worry that like somebody's going to see my nesting doll tattoo and be like, is that a Russian nesting doll that you got on your arm there, son? Or is that a Russian word? Like I just, it's an, it's rational, but it's irrational of how people can overreact to something without knowing the full story on it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what bothers me. Now, I know I'm protected. I know people are in my community. Cincinnati's got my back. Hamilton's got my back. You know, even Atlanta, Arizona, like my, my circle, my team has my back you know, regardless. And they will go to war and defend me at all costs. Uh, I'm not worried about that much because you can't cancel me when there's nothing to cancel on that front. It's just more the fact that like 
it, let's say I have to go shake somebody's hand and I'm wearing a t-shirt at the time and I shake with my right hand and then they see that or they see the glimpse of that. It's just a fear that I've been having and a concern, especially going into spring and then into summer. If it doesn't dial down, like, I'm almost like, what do you, what do I do? Just put a Ukrainian flag on top of the nesting doll's head and be like, just kidding. Like, <laughs> Jasmine, you want to cover this up real quick? Like, it, I don't know. Um... So it scares me. I'm concerned for Russian citizens. I'm concerned for every... Well, you don't have to talk about the current event. Everybody's already talking about it. We don't have to say... We're not here to say, like, you know, war is bad. Things are bad. Everything looks bad. Gas prices are going... You've already heard all that shit. So we don't... Yeah. We're not going to bombard you with yeah, more I mean, of that. You know, there's, there's a very real, real, real reality that, you know, obviously... You know, I, I mean, I, I fully support Ukraine, everything they're doing. Like, I think really we have learned that the Ukrainians don't fucking back down and they mm-hmm. won't back down. Right. And, um, you know, I fully back them and everything like that. And we also have to think about there are thousands, I'm sure, maybe tens, hundreds of thousands of Russian citizens mm-hmm. who disagree with disagree very much with what's going on right now and have disagreed with anything insert name here has Mm -hmm. done in the past um and you know there's i mean it's just it's just shitty situation all around um you don't need me to tell you that i mean obviously you know we've seen the news we've seen videos and pictures of everything that's going on and uh, i mean my my heart just goes out to people of Ukraine, the people of Russia, and just um, hope that this conflict can come to an end soon. I mean, I it sucks because I don't see it going that way, but mm-hmm. um, I, I hope things turn around. Oh, 100%. And then uh, in other news, sunflower seed sales have skyrocketed. Yes. So if you don't, if you know, you know, we're just going to leave it at that one. Um, yeah, I knew um, uh, if you're looking for merch that uh, supports Ukrainian efforts. Uh, I know Silent Planet and the Acacia Strain both have merch mm-hmm. out right now that 100% of profits are going uh, to Ukraine. So yeah. if you want to pick up some merch and help out. Noctilus and Kupacan will be on that bandwagon very shortly, too. I think it's fine. I think you're just messing with it. Thank you. I think it's an <laughs> illusion for you. Like, it's, it's literally it is, stuck. Yeah. It is tight. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just having a crisis over here again. You're just... About pitching. my mic stand. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. At least you can hear Watch, like, we're like, it's fine. And then, like, <laughs> 10 minutes later, just... <laughs> it's a flashback to... Callback to... Piggyback. Sorry. Words. Um, Sarah's episode where we had a mini earthquake. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that old table that uh, is still standing up over there that if you, like, just slightly bumped a little bit, it's just like... <laughs> that's good. We, that sounds going to go into Please, the, if you're listening to this and you have not listened to the first three episodes, which are cringy, I might add, compared to our content now. Like, <laughs> even I went back and I was like, we got to delete that welcome. We got to redo that shit. Like, I just want to take them one by one and just redo all of them. <laughs> it's been, not that they were bad. It was just like, we didn't know what we were doing when we started and we yeah. kind of got a lock on it now. I mean, even our uh, season of us has been getting more views than some of our past episodes. So that's cool. Um, 
we're not laughing anymore in terms of, I don't even know why I had that thought listed down when I sent you that note, but one thing that I wanted to kind of talk about and end on the positive to wrap this shit up, but um, I was like, why do we try to ignore and avoid the inevitable when it's clear reality? Why do we run from what's about to happen when we know we can't fix it? Yeah. And I kind of been thinking about that. That's been on my mind a lot with the future, and I've spoke about it previous times, so we're not going to circle back and do a whole detailed list of things that I'm fearing about in the future. But I think the one thing that's hard for me with the adaptation of change and just it, it running from the inevitable that's going to happen anyway because we don't want to face the reality. And I'll use her again because... Uh, kind of an, a status update, if you will, or an episode update is with Heather leaving. And it's been about three, four weeks since Heather left, and I've been uh, anointed manager, uh, a closing manager at my store. And the first, it could not have come at a worse time. I spoke about it, just all this shit happened. And I'm figuring out what I'm doing and knowing how to do it. And the first week, it was like, okay, it's just a vacation. She's only gone a week. And then I still hadn't accepted she's not coming back. And so I got frustrated the second week because I was like, okay, she's still not back. It's becoming a little bit real now. Uh, I saw her for the first two weeks, but spoke with her. I went to go to her store, help her a little bit. And kind of what I'm getting to the point of she is absolutely miserable at her new store. She cannot stand it. She hates it. She doesn't like her new uh, front-end manager. She thinks that it's a marketplace, so it's so much more of a beast of a store than what she was used to. Um, she feels like she's not... Th there's no family environment like we had at our store, and she was the family part. Like She was the glue that held everybody together. And with her being gone... With Nicole in and out of our store, depending on the week, and with me and Alexis having, I'll leave all those names in because that doesn't matter, and they they know I talk about them, um, having opposite shifts because she's opener now and I'm closer, it's, our family is gone. Our dynamic of the family that we had in the A-team and the powerhouses, it's gone. It's not coming back, and there's no way to make it come back. And Alicia is not coming to our store. Uh, it's just... So the, the spark in that family attitude and that morale, the store was such a happy place. People were excited to come into work. People knew that I was always in a good mood. People... I was the safety person. Heather was my safety person. Like, it was a good team that we had. And it's gone, and it's only getting worse because of changes. And the fear of the inevitable of, like how to adapt to that change and put that morale on me and me having to be the safety person for new hires and other people that come to that store when I don't have a spark in me to give because I don't have a safety person, it fucking sucks. It's very hard to do that, and I've lost my spark, and that's what I'm afraid is going to happen. I'm afraid that I'm going to turn into one of those managers that – Somebody's up talking to me in the ears, uh, saying something to me, and I just kind of dismiss them instead of listening to them. And yeah. I'm, I don't know, I don't know where I was thinking about this when I had like the, the thought process of it all. But the inevitable is that 
um, change, changes are going to come again. And March is going to be super, super stressful because next week, at, or this, the week that you're listening to this, Kim is on vacation, one of our co-managers. We're already down two co-managers, and we're already down a manager. So we're down basically two and a half, three managers as it stands. So we're doing this game again. So next week, or the week you're listening to this, Kim's on vacation. I go on vacation the following week after her. Stacy, our store manager, goes on vacation the following week after me. And then if uh, she's at our store still, Nicole goes on vacation after that. So you have, you're down three, and each one goes on vacation a different week all of March. Like, yeah. talk about, like, you we can't catch a break. Like, we yeah. can't catch a break. So that adds more stress on top of that for us. So um, we've done it before, and we can do it again. The store will survive, but... Also, knowing things that are forecasted with with some of the employees and the positions and placements that are changes that are happening that I can't speak about, that puts a little bit more stress on top of that, too. Yeah. So it's like, how do you find your peace when you know everything's about to be fucked? Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. It's, it's hard. I mean, we're kind of wired to... Um, you know, be in our comfort zone and leaving our comfort zone can, I mean, it's uncomfortable, obviously. Um, and I feel like <clears throat> when we sense that something is arising or something that's going to happen, that's going to push us out of our comfort zone. We go defensive. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all about defense mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I think about like, you know, I think I mentioned a few episodes ago about, um, you know, how I kind of, you know, soft apply to jobs occasionally just to kind of, you know, see what other opportunities are out there. And, you know, like the first thought in the back of my mind is like, well, you're going to be in a new place with new people and a new boss. And maybe he's not going to be as uh, forgiving as your current boss, or mm-hmm. maybe your hours aren't going to be as good. Maybe, you're going to, you know, maybe you're going to go into this new opportunity and it's going to be a, a huge mistake, you know? Yeah. And like all those thoughts come into your head. And I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, you know, it's textbook anxiety. I mean, you know, we have anxiety about shit that's going to happen. And so it's like, okay, what can I do <laughs> to and, like make this not happen? And oh, that's what you think about too. And then I process it and I go, well, how low and stressed and fed up and at my end point do I have to get before I don't even have that's not even a thought my thought is how the fuck do I get out right now like how low do you have to be in a position to put you in that position to where when you are looking at other places and you say well okay I've got I'm comparing it to what I have now it's like comparing a girlfriend or an ex-girlfriend and then going to date and then you're like, okay, I'm at a date. Well, they're not like this they, person, they, they, so that's they, not going to work right. out. Right. It's <laughs> yeah. not, and it, it, you know, it's just like you can't compare. Some, like, how can you compare something that you don't know yet to? Yeah. And that was kind of the thing for me because I was when I applied to the position that I told you about. Once the interview, the interview went great. They ended up hiring internally, but said they would speak to other managers and surrounding districts and put in a word for openings if they had one and no applicants applied. So, but, and I was going to, 
not quit. I was going to just step down to part-time two days a week keep my foot in the door in case things went south at the place I applied for. Yeah. And that way, if it did go south, I could be like, okay, this didn't work out. And then I go back into Kroger and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to come back full time again. And then like, even if my MOD spot was already filled, like it wouldn't bother me because I would still have seniority one or seniority one status one to where I could get my 40 hours right back within two weeks. So, uh, it's, I don't know. Like the thing is like the positives with like all the negative, like being that this is mostly a serious episode. It's really tough for me to think that like, I don't know when I get in that mindset, I'll use, I will use this advice. One, some of the best advice that was ever given to me is uh, came from Renee, and I don't know if I've shared this before, but when talking about the ex-girlfriend analogy and being like uh, being scared to date or being scared to try something new or test drive a new car, not in that analogy. Shut up! I heard it, <laughs> but being afraid to like comparing apples to oranges and things like that. She she said, you have to remember when you're ready to date again, not all girls are going to be like her yeah. or not going to be. And then she said her name, like she made it personal. And it's like, not all girls are going to be blank her name here. And I was like, okay, when you word it like that and you say not everything is what you're making it out to seem because you're thinking it over in your head then it's like, oh, okay, I do got this. Like, I have what it takes. Like, I have the looks. I have the courage. Like, I have the confidence. I'm great with words except for speaking them. Like, I got this, you know. And bringing it back to confidence, it's like that's something that I I will say is a positive for me is I get positive reinforcement uh, verbally or uh Almost daily, I would say. Because a lot of times it's weekly, but daily verbal uh, affirmation or words of encouragement and appreciation. And that reciprocates very well to how I do things. Because when I'm feel when somebody says, you're the man or you thank you so much, like you're my best favorite person right now, you're doing something as simple as throwing away all their trash in a department when they were swamped. Like it's little things like that. It's like, okay. Or the other day I was talking to Nicole and I was like, I am good at my job, right? And she goes, you're damn good at your job. Like, what are you talking about? Like, they yeah. w- you wouldn't be where you're at at our store if you weren't qualified and fit to do it. Like, they would have picked yeah. fucking, I'm not going to say his name, but yeah, they would have picked him if the because he's a backup. And yeah, I don't know. Like, in Ramble Jamble time, it's just... Yeah. The positive that I take away with all of this is that there's still tomorrow. You're going to have shitty days and days are going to suck. And it's, I don't know if I've even found the trick for me to find the light and that spark to ignite within me because I think it's just on a day by day basis. Like there's days where my brain says, all right, we're ready to work today. We're going to bust out these pallets. We're going to do this. We're going to get cardboard out of frozen. You, I have an agenda, and I, I, and I start doing one thing, and when I get in go mode, I don't turn it off. I keep going. Yeah. There's other days where I can't get past. I, like, 
starting and uh, turning over ignition, like where it sputters and then yeah. just stops. And he sputters and then it stops. And I never get to t- the engine to turn over. And I'm like, well, it's been four hours. I might as well call it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And if, if it's something that's like, I don't know, it's always worked for me is just in the mindset of, you know, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Oh, every day. Every day. Because it sounds bad to like, give someone the advice of prepare for the worst because it sounds negative, Mm -hmm. but, and maybe it is a little bit, but also like if you go in your day and just say like, I'm going to go into work and I'll probably get yelled at and something catastrophic is going to happen that I'm going to almost get fired for. And then it does. And then that doesn't happen. You're like, you know what? Today wasn't so bad. (laughs) I'll use, I I will say too, you just helped me think of mine. One thing that I have been, um, so I was using that everything is temporary for a while and that was working really well. Um, And now I've kind of changed or adapted to a new mantra and motto for like when things go out of my control or things uh, just don't happen the way I expect them to or anticipate them going in my head. Like, yeah. I pictured that going... Di- who said that line? I, I pictured that going differently in my mind. <laughs> like, I don't... I'm quoting something. Somebody can... Sounds tag. like Forrest Gump, the way you said that. Uh, I, I think it was a Will Smith thing or like a... Fuck it, fuck. I, I, I think it was a Will Smith thing and he goes like, in my mind, you see, I had pictured that going differently. Or some, I don't, I know, like, I'm. somebody helped me out with that one. Uh, girls, if you're listening to this, fill in that blank, because I know. I, well, and, man, it's crazy. That, insert elevator it's music crazy here. That, crazy that we got Will Smith on the podcast for that little <laughs> snippet. <laughs> Cameo. Uh, I had pictured. I saw that going differently in my mind. What's that from? It doesn't say. <laughs> just that's just it's just Will Smith that like that it doesn't say hitch, hitch, hitch. Okay, okay, okay. So just okay. Well, so cut all that out and then all right, just all right. add Will Smith in there. Um, I, I was saying, <laughs> interrupt you real quick. Uh, so it, when something doesn't go according to plan. Uh, what I use it or I've used and adapted now is. When something like a 27-pallet grocery truck unload happens, and I am expecting it to be a drop, meaning they drop the trailer and then they leave and take my salvage one. But now I have to unload 27 pallets by myself with grocery and wait. Uh, Okay, this is the situation. This is what's happening. And you accept it you by saying that to me i'm accepting that it's a reality and this is happening this is the situation and this is what's happening so i've right. made it a reality to me so now i can make it uh, make a connection and be like okay this is the situation this is what's happening and now i'm able to be like okay so this is the problem and I, my mind and how i operate is i'm a fixer i solve problems i fix things and i work with it what i'm given and the tools that i'm given to so now i can make a solution to the problem very quickly because i have identified this is what's happening right now. Yeah. And so that's helped me to go You're talking about like a hope for the best, prepare for the worst. That's one thing that I've been using a lot. And it works because I also calm down because I know it's out of my control. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, I think like um, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but like having outside, like having someone on the outside look at your situation as well. Um, and even just asking someone like, am I making the right decision here? Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, whatever. Because, you know, when you're, you know, we are our worst, what's the, like, we're our own worst enemy when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, we're going to fight ourselves every step of the way. But when you have someone that, first of all, is not knowing what's going on in your head and looking at it from the outside and they can tell you, Hey, like, no, this is a good idea. Like mm-hmm. all your thoughts that you're having that are combating with what makes this a great idea or a great move, like, fuck that. Like, forget all that shit and go, and go with your gut, you know? And uh, a lot of times I think the, the people you ask are the people you trust because you trust them because you know that they're going to be unbiased and they're not going to yeah. use emotional detail that is personal to you. They're going to be like, okay, here's what I know about you. Here's what I know about yeah. the situation too. Well, and like a lot of the time when you're asking somebody, is this a good move? I feel like a lot of the time you know it's a good move. Mm-hmm. You, you just, just want, want that, that positive You want that second person to come in that you trust, like you said, to come in and say, yes, and like agree with you. Like I'm one of those people, like I equate it to like when I'm shopping online because I will read every single review for this product before I purchase it because I want that affirmation that I'm making the right decision. I'm not wasting my money. I'm not wasting my time. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and and then like... I'm just shit, 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 shit. Shaking my head over here, <laughs> shake, 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 shaking my head over here because I'm like, so I don't know how people take the time to do all that shit. When I just look at it, I see it, I want it, I buy it, done, and then I okay, hope for the best. and then I hope for the best and no, prepare like, for the worst. Dude, like I'll even order it, and then like the week or so leading up to it being shipped to my house, dude, you I'm already still, know, and you like, already checked the warranty, you know, the trial yes. period, you know, like, the return like, policy. I'm like, I got this product on the way that I already spent money on. I better watch this 30 minute long YouTube video of someone reviewing it. <laughs> and sometimes when you do ask somebody for their advice and they, they'll, they'll be honest with you in a way, like they'll disagree with you. And like with me and the whole Beckett Ridge situation, when Heather moved to Beckett Ridge, I said, okay, now I got to go to Beckett Ridge. I know that I can handle a marketplace, and I know that as soon as I'm transferred, I would become a certified backup management, er, and my job would transfer over. I would be with Heather, and I would be in a marketplace, and I would have a lot of that to add to my Kroger resume. Yeah. And I was like, I don't care about the kids that I'm leaving behind on my front end. I don't care about... I didn't look at the whole picture. I looked at the picture that mattered to me yeah. because I was emotionally invested with Heather and my safety person and the job change and the pay difference with that job change. And so I took it and I was like, all right, if I do this, then I'm with Heather and I get the job or I get promoted. Done. Like, that's all I needed to know. That's all I saw. And I put on blinders. Nicole came up to me and had a heart-to-heart with me. And she goes, hey, I know you really want to go to Beckett. I know that you'll be with Heather. I know that I'm there too right now uh, on and off. And I know that they are going to make you a backup. But what I need you to understand is hear me out and think about it this way. And she opened, she took the, my sunglasses off and she said, look, 
you are you're off on weekends. You work two to ten every day, or Monday through Friday. You are a manager on duty. You have free range at the store. You run your team. You run a damn good job at doing it, and people respect you and acknowledge you in the store. And you're getting that raise with the union for doing this too. So think about the situation that you're at now, and. Think about Heather and how she's miserable and hates it and is having a breakdown and it's not the grass isn't always greener on the other side. The grass is greener yeah. where you water it. And I think I used that last time. And when she was talking to me, I was like, she's made like I didn't have any like because I she was making so much sense to where I couldn't even argue it. I was like, holy shit, like she's actually right. Because I was like, does it suck? Yeah. Is change going to happen? Yeah. But I, looking at the whole picture now outside of what I wanted, like I have it good right now, like comparable, comparatively. So. Yeah. Uh, I had dairy today. <laughs> um, I think Nicole's mad at me. I called her this morning and wondering on instant rejects. And then I called her before I came on the podcast or shortly before at work when I was checking my schedule and stuff. And she, one wondering rejects. Like, she doesn't reject calls. She just doesn't answer them. So, we've got... On tomorrow's episode, uh, <laughs> why was Nicole mad at Karsten? Um, yeah, I don't know. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, Monster know, ba- Baja Blasted exists. Oh, wait. Are we going to do a serious thing real quick? Just real quick. Thing. Just okay. real quick. Um, yeah. I know. I think, like, right now, obviously, in a, you know, this moment of crisis with Ukraine, um, there, it's, it, I've seen this a lot where, people get shit on for complaining about their situation mm-hmm. in a time where other people are experiencing like a national crisis. Yeah. As far as like, you know, stop complaining. At least you're not, your country isn't being invaded and you know, like there's levels to it and everything like that, but don't let make, don't let people make you feel bad for still, you know, living your life and, Like, you're allowed to be upset about multiple things at once. Yeah. You can be upset about what's happening in Ukraine, and you can be upset about how bad your day went, you know, without equating it to, like, you shouldn't be upset because you're not in this shitty situation. Like, remember when the Gaza Strip was being attacked in our war, and that was the same time that that hostess said, we're going to stop distributing Twinkies. And people were really mad about the Twinkies and not mad that there's a war going on on the Gaza Strip. I remember that one. Yeah. And, you know, don't let people make you feel bad. And if you're one of those people that likes to do that, make people feel bad, you're no fun at parties. Mm Mm-hmm. Just, just stop. Like, you're and not. They a good, probably don't even have not, friends to go to parties with. You're not a holier than thou house person. Guests. You're not up on a pedestal. You're not better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Just do us all a favor and worry about your own shit. Mm-hmm. That's all I got.
So Baja Blast has a new hard seltzer yes. out, and you can't find it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. it, it exists, but it doesn't exist. So well, I, think, I think they haven't released it everywhere yet. They, I think they did Insider Exclusive first. I and think then, they did like two or three different states so far, but they haven't like fully... Expand, yeah. yeah. So uh, my plug from uh, Noonan's is keeping his eye out for me. So thank God for that. We're gonna do the the Baja Blast episode, dude. When the, that comes the, out, we did the Trulies. We tried them. Yeah. Also, um, so Monster, thank you, Monster. They sent watermelon rehabs, which they didn't need to do that. They didn't need yeah. to make a watermelon rehab after they had done a what's called a reserve watermelon flavor. Yeah. And they did a reserve strawberry, and then they did a reserve watermelon, which the difference is they're a little bit more carbonated and they have sugar in them, whereas the rehabs have low sugar and are non-carbonated. It's like tea, lemonade, uh, that's kind of the thing with the rehabs. That's what I drink, the lemonade rehabs. I always have one in my hands. If you Anybody who knows me outside of Legends, I always have a rehab in my hand at all times. Yep. It's kind of weird, and it's almost freaky. Like People have even been like, which one? What number is that for you today? Because it's just attached. It's glued. It's like, like Lebowski with the white Russian. It, like. it, it's <laughs> literally like it's. It, they, I will walk the store as a manager with a rehab in my hand at all times. Like it's just, and people will be like, "Oh, I know that's like they'll find it on the sales floor and they bring it to me, whether it's open or unopened. Like they just know it's mine. Like that, yep. and I don't like. I'm the only one that. Anyway, I. Um, they didn't need to do. A watermelon rehab. I feel like that was like where they're like, okay, everybody's doing different flavors of something. We got to do something. It's like, well, what if we did the same thing we just did only with rehab flavors? And and so, like I can hear the pitch in the room. It's like, hey, boss, you know how our strawberry rehabs failed miserably, and we had to basically give them away to the people, and then hence so just to give them away, we had to put them in a variety pack just so people would buy them and we could get rid of them because our warehouse at 2.7 million was too many boss. And okay, so hear me out. What if we take the failed reserve watermelon, but we make it a tea and take the carbonation out of it and make it just a little bit worse. <laughs> and then we try to market yep. that. And boss is like, I like it because it'll be worse. So people go back to the original reserves and buy yeah. those out. And it's like, come on, man. Like, you can't give that shit away. I had on the way to on my first trip down to Kentucky, which was for Vane, mm-hmm. I found out that Rain now makes a rainbow sherbet flavor. Mm-hmm. And it's really fucking good. Rainbow sherbet flavor. Oh, the Rain, they did, Summer got me hooked on the pop, Popsicle one. The orange... Uh, orange Dreamsicle. Orange Dreamsicle, oh, and then you so put it good. over ice, and that I've was I've never heard good. that, yeah. Yeah, well, she's, yeah, she recommended it, so I did it. Like, you got to understand, I'm the person who, if you tell me to try something, I'm not going to not try it. And <laughs> even I have a coworker at work who's pregnant right now, and I said, okay, I will make you a bet right now for the term of your pregnancy before you go on leave... Any weird cravings that you have that are unjustifiable to normal people, tell me them, show me that you tried it, take a picture of it, I want to try it with you. I said, I'm doing this challenge, and she goes, okay, well, last night I had cottage cheese with tomatoes in it, and I was like, I don't want to play this game anymore, but I tried it. It's not great. It's still not great. I could not, like, I tried it. It wasn't like... 
instant throw up, but I said my restrictions are olives and onions. Like, those are my two restrictions. Everything else is fair game. And, and I'll include ketchup and mustard in it, too. I don't mind. Like, I just want to be able to, like, yeah. you, if you don't experiment and have fun with your mouth and taste buds yeah. and tongue. <coughs> well, okay. We're, we're gonna, going down a different route. We are going down Let's, a different uh, route. I want to just ask a, a deep question oh, that, that the audience can think of for the next week. Okay. Pregnancy cravings. Yeah. Is this the baby's way of self-sabotaging? I thought that was when they wrapped the umbilical cord around their neck when they were trying to come out and then just off themselves. Damn, that had to have been me, dude. Because <laughs> I came out and I was like, man, that shit didn't work. <laughs> this is bullshit, man. <laughs> Somebody's so... We're going to get a letter in the mail. <laughs> if it's a letter in the mail, then they're too old to listen to the podcast. <laughs> Planned Parenthood, sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> Hit that space bar. Okay. We love, love you guys. guys. Bye.